The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. This episode of the Podcast of Terror is brought to you by our friends at Statusphere Merch. Use our coupon code TERROR for 15% off your order at statusphere.com. Welcome to episode... What's 62 in Spanish, Corey? Uh, peso distinco. I don't think that's right, but this is episode 62 <laughs> of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. This is a podcast about all things scary. I am your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey... I don't know. I don't speak no fucking Spanish, Scott. (laughs) Speak no fucking Spanish. I don't speak no fucking Espanolese. I've only lived in California for half my life, and I work with many people who speak fluent Spanish, and uh, none of it has rubbed off on me at all. But are you on, like, the north, or are you in the Spanish side or the not-so-Spanish side? I don't know that there's a non-Spanish side of California at this point, which I'm perfectly happy about. Uh, I, I like... The idea of expanding my horizons is just that my horizons have a hard time expanding around me because I'm so fluffy. What? <laughs> just, it's a fat joke. Uh, let's just say that I, I wish I had been better at learning things outside of my my limited purview, and uh, right. I still hope to get there someday. All right. I just keep bumping shit. Fucking, I'm a mess. Uh, for more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, you can go to gncast.com slash pot. You can chat with us. You can chat with us uh, on our Slack channel during our shows at gncast.com slash sign up. And while you're there, you can subscribe to our newsletter as well. Uh, we're spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen the movie Stitches, go watch it or don't. I don't really care. Uh, and then I swear a lot. I swear with you. <sighs> That's true. I swear in solidarity. We swear a lot. Solidarity. Uh, good deal. Um, yeah, this has been a shitty week. I'm in a shitty mood, but I'll try and make the best of it. It's not Corey's fault. It has nothing to do with this podcast. It's entirely printer related. Corey works at IT, so he knows that the word printer is a dirty word. It is seriously, it is just like glass up the butthole every time with a fucking printer. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just you hear the word and you're just like, thank you very much. I enjoy your weakness. <sighs> yeah, and we're upgrading to a new software that involves said printers and adding four printers and, and reconfiguring six, actually eight, but that's that's we're not here for printers. We're here to talk about horror. The one thing that still gives me joy, my miserable, miserable printer, printer-filled life. <sighs> breathe in breathe hey, out let's talk about some news oh you brought this one i don't care about the walking dead uh and and a lot of these people probably don't but they care about how it's corrupting their little children so coming to us from ihor.com parents television console Uh, Council has slammed the Walking Dead premiere. They are pushing to remove AMC from cable bundles. This is, I don't know who these fucking people are. I assume they're just like the 1 million moms, which is just some guy in his basement who's uh, on his knees praying to something that probably isn't even in any kind of religious text at all. And they've decided that, oh, the Walking Dead a show about zombies that have taken over the earth and eat people's faces off uh, is too scary for their little precious baby kids. And so 
we shouldn't have it anymore. I'm so sad. Um, fuck you. Fuck you and your ideas of like, if your kids are watching The Walking Fucking Dead, you already have a bigger problem. You don't know how to raise your children. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really, that's really very true. So, I mean, I don't want to lie and say that The Walking Dead isn't a hard watch and this episode in particular my wife watched it my wife suddenly got back into the show and i'm like enjoy because i ain't gonna fucking be there for it I, I i was done with it a couple seasons ago but we both collectively dropped out i think before last season right and um she she caught up on netflix she got all into it again and she watched this and she came walking into the bedroom after i guess like the second major death of the episode and she's just like I couldn't keep watching. I had to stop. Uh, it was really hard to watch this like, episode. Why? Because she liked the characters or what? Uh, maybe partly because she liked the characters, but because it was really, I mean, it was not an easy watch because of how the characters were taken out. It's not like just, oh, somebody got bit and they had to be put down or somebody got shot this was very graphic. They were going for a very graphic scene. This is a power play by this character, uh, Negan to get Rick and his people to be sort of enslaved to him. Yeah. And everything he was doing was to kind of show no matter what you do, I'm the one who's in charge and I'm showing you I'm in charge by killing your people in front of you. And anytime you hesitate, there goes another one, and I won't hesitate. Um, and this is this is straight out of the comics, so it's not like the stuff was unexpected if you're a reader of the comics, but it's still not... And I mean, it's weird, because everybody who waited for this episode all summer and complained that they didn't show at the end of last season, they get all the way up to the edge, and then they don't tell you who he killed. They get to this, and now it's like there are some people reacting to it like it's a snuff film. Right. And AMC isn't doing themselves any favors on that point because they're releasing footage of some of the different people Negan could have killed because they filmed all of them getting killed so that if anybody leaked stuff, they have footage of everybody uh, being beaten in the head with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> so some of that stuff is leaking out of different characters. So it's like there isn't even the emotional capacity of like dealing with this character's death beyond just watching it happen. Uh, you're seeing things uh, coming out online of this. And yeah, that's it's kind of like, oh, well, I just want to see how this person would have died. Oh, same way. Want to see how this person would have died. Oh, same way. If you're, if you're a person who enjoys that, good for you. Yeah. Uh, it, but if you're a person who doesn't enjoy that or thinks that subject matter is maybe a little bit too much for you or your children, don't watch the fucking show. That's that's really. I mean, this is America. You have the option to do or not do pretty much whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Uh, in in a lot of ways. I mean, there's well, some argument. W obviously, within within <laughs> the confines of the law. But I don't like The Walking Dead. Therefore, I choose to not watch it. I don't give a shit. That's exactly. I just it. don't I, watch it. I I and and I. I never want to say that it's a, a bad show. It certainly got it's to just be a show me. that I was no longer interested in. Yeah. Um, and, and some of it was because that it was just about waiting to see characters die on screen. And I don't really enjoy that feeling. I, 
I need to see something where it's like we're moving to to something. We I, I like a little bit of hope interspersed here and there, and it just becomes so bleak, uh, especially under the current showrunner, uh, Scott Gimple, which is fine because it's selling. The, the show got 17 million viewers on Sunday night. It's doing great. Uh, so it's it's okay to have a show that's not pleasing me, but I just turned it off. You Agreed. know, that it's not hard. I watched the first season. It was not for me. Uh, and I just never went back. And people are like, well, how can you not like it? You like horror movies. How can you not like it? I don't know, man. It's not for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, you know, hop on your ass and ask you why you don't like cartoons. I love cartoons. I fucking love Finchers of Gumball. Great show. Yeah, uh, not everything's for everybody. But but last week with Derek, we talked a little bit about that Wolf Creek series. Now, Wolf yeah. Creek was also, for me, a hard movie to watch. And for some reason, we still felt compelled to go ahead and watch the first couple episodes was of it? the TV series. It's it's solid. I mean, it's it's different. It's definitely not at the level of violence that it was uh, in the movie, but it is dark and it is bleak and it is not very happy in the first episode. The second episode seems to vary between the guy who's the killer and some of the things that he's doing and the girl who is the survivor from the first episode and how she's trying to get to track him down. So it it breaks it up a little bit better. But in in this case, I think it's a perfectly solid show. Um, it's better than I probably would have expected from it. I'm enjoying it more than I than I expected from it, maybe is what I meant to say. And uh, again, my wife was was excited watching it. She's like, oh, we need to watch the next episode now. And we just haven't gotten back to it after those two, but I think it's only like six episodes for this season. Yeah, I think but it's, it's six. I I, yeah. I do really want to watch it, but there's like I still have the entire first season of Damien to watch. The first five episodes of The Exorcist. Right. I got a lot of shit to watch. There's there's a lot going on, and I'm I'm kind of at a point where I'm so burnt out on the other shows that I'm watching that I'm making more room for this stuff. But there's still it's just like okay, do I do I need to watch the CW shows right now, or can I just step back from for a little while and November I'm planning on spending more of my time writing for NaNoWriMo and mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to be watching a very limited amount of TV uh, hopefully if I do it right and so a lot of these things are going to build up in my DVR and it's how much do I want to come back to on December 1st of this right. or, or do I just want to say fuck it and cleanse <laughs> just a big old juice cleanse I'm just going to go Negan and take a baseball bat to my TiVo and... Well, don't do that. I don't know. Probably not. You can actually do whatever you want. I don't really care. This is America. <laughs> this is America. But yeah, so people who are upset about The Walking Dead, maybe you should have read the description a little bit before you tuned in. Or if you, I'm guessing, didn't tune in at all and are just in an uproar because you want to be in an uproar about shit... Uh, fuck you in the dead ear. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you hard. Fuck you in the dead ear you wrote in on. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next story. Uh, it's going to be the, um, the, the Friday the 13th reboot has been in the news quite a bit lately. Uh, they've already announced that the movie will be coming out Friday the 13th of October 2017, which is quite fitting, quite exciting. My nipples are hard. Uh, but it appears that the producers of the uh, Purge movies and or the Purge movie, 
one of them i'm not sure which one exactly and then the the recent movie ouija that just came out um are looking to to do the reboot which i think it's weird we just had a reboot not that long ago and um, yeah and i mean first of all wasn't this movie supposed to come out this year and then it got pushed back like i thought that they were really trying to get it out yeah in 2016 and now they've they've moved it now uh these guys do seem really excited about it not only because it's the 13th friday the 13th movie uh in official oh, counting about that uh but they're they're also saying uh they've done plenty of slasher movies and what excites them about this one is that their characters aren't just meat for jason to butcher uh these are real characters which will hopefully make the bond with the audience that much stronger because you really care about the people in this film I think that's great, but I almost think that if you're going to do Friday the 13th, the expectation Friday 13th is that most of the characters are fodder for Jason. It's so I'm not saying you can't reinvent the wheel on on Jason movies, but maybe it's one of the things where you don't have to. They're trying to like give Jason depth. I don't know that they're trying to give Jason depth, but they're trying to give well the movie. They're trying to give the movie depth. Yeah, they're trying to do Friday the 13th with more character. And I mean, we joked a little bit about Jason X last week with Derek, who's obviously knows Kane Hodder, uh, about the fact that that movie was not really well received. But I love that movie because the characters are so weird and silly. And some of them are very different from what you'd see in the other films versus, you know, Jason takes Manhattan where some guy comes up and tries to punch Jason uh or just in general some of the some of the films have been really shitty but if you go back to the beginning and you see at least the final girls are usually reasonably interesting and when you get into uh freddy versus jason i think that there were there were some characters that had more depth than that too and characters that you kind of felt for and when they died it had a little bit more of an impact i don't know what changes they need to make to a Friday the 13th movie, they just have to make it good. And they, they have to explore the camp side of it. And I don't just mean that because, you know, Crystal Lake. But I mean, right. there is a campiness to the Jason movies. But there's also a lot of beloved themes to these films that just, it's worked for this long. So don't think too hard about it. Yes, I agree. Save that I... for your own. I'm curious what they're trying to get out of it by doing that. I'm also hoping that they don't really fuck this up because the last one was not very good. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's doing the movie as a redo. I, I don't think anybody wants to see, see the same things over again, although a lot of the kills were different, but it was... But if, like if that's we're, all... We're getting if, a, if you're again. just watching... A, uh, if you're just watching a Friday the 13th movie to see how he can kill in a different way, then... Mm. Mm. I mean, dumb. it's not Gremlins in Space versus <laughs> Hitler. Nope. What else did we add to that? Gremlins in Space versus Hitler in Nazi Germany. Right. I don't know what the fuck else we did. We have to get on that soon. Um, I agree. Jack and Dan, you're not listening, but uh, we got to start that. Yep. Uh, let's go to our next horror horror related in case you weren't sure why you're here. God damn, I'm losing my fucking mind. Uh, there's a TV show called Horror Hunters coming out on the Shout Factory TV, which um, 
it sounds like they're taking what what are the shows where they buy the the storage lockers american junk shit buyers (laughs) (laughs) one of those shows they're taking that show and uh kind of bringing it with a horror aspect and, and they're just buying horror shit yeah, just just concentrating the on the horror memorabilia aspect of it, and there's been a couple of different things I've seen. There's like the weirdness. Uh, there was some show about people who had like a, a store full of weird, creepy knickknack stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't always know what those shows are supposed to be. Like the uh, the comic book men on AMC, which is just a couple of asshole friends of Kevin Smith working in a comic store, which you would think I'd be into, except they're really assholes, Big and. Assholes a lot of it is like oh here's this stuff that's cool but then we have to put in some stupid plot on the side of like we're gonna go hunt the jersey devil for no fucking reason or we're gonna do these other things and it's just like here's where it goes completely scripted not to mention oh randomly stan lee's gonna show up in my store i i expect that that's probably gonna be the same thing as what this is is that like yeah, here's here's some famous horror actor or producer or something who's going to wander in with some great memorabilia from their film to remind you, hey, their film's going to come out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah. You should buy that too. On the other hand, That's if you have a love for the about. genre and you have a love for, for this kind of memorabilia, you may see some cool shit on there. That's true. I just want to see the stores have like an online presence so when I see something like that shows up in them, uh, even though I'm poor, that I can go online and maybe buy that. You know, I don't have to That's... fucking fly to New Jersey to do it. <laughs> you mean you don't want to fly to New Jersey? I, I don't want to do anything in New Jersey. That's, that is true. I do want to go to 612 Wharf Avenue, though. I'm kidding. It's like a it's an industrial park, if you ever watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I t- is that where they meet the MCP pants? Yep. 612 right Wharf Avenue. Um... Go ahead and get into our last news story, and then we'll get to talk about this shit-ass movie. And uh, coincidentally enough, this is a fucking clown story. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Target has pulled clown masks from their Halloween section, which is really no surprise. Unless you've been living underneath a rock, you know that assholes everywhere are getting out their clown costumes and um, doing dumb shit in public. Getting arrested. fucking it up for everybody. Leaving their fucking children in a car so that they can be assholes. Yeah, what was that about? Like, oh, we're gonna that we're gonna was... go out. We're gonna leave our kid at home, and and, uh, and we're just gonna go fuck with people just as clowns. And hope you know where, our tight you know okay. that was, right? No, but that was I literally like you. ten miles, not even <laughs> ten minutes south of me. With all the nice things you said about your next door neighbor, I assumed it was just them. Fucking Marilyn. Um, probably staring at me through her window. Yeah, I mean, it, again, we're talking about. Uh, there, there's censorship, which is forcing stores to remove clown masks and stuff, which I could honestly see happening at this point. Or there's self um, control of like, we don't want to sell these things uh, because we're trying to protect our customers. And yes, it's too bad that if you came to Target expecting to get a clown mask, we're not going to have it for you. But that is how we're conducting our business. So this isn't really censorship so much. But it does suck that there are people who have made it so that you can't. One of the staples of, of Halloween is clowns and mm-hmm. scary clowns at that. It's it's too bad that that's been dicked over by people who are doing stupid shit. And I'm just grateful that people haven't been getting killed doing it yet. But I still kind of expect that's going to happen. I agree. That's 
Somebody's he's going to wear clown makeup in the wrong place. It's, it's like those assholes who go and do videos on YouTube. Not us. We're a different kind of assholes on YouTube. Yep. Uh, that like go and they try to start shit just to show off like how people are going to react. Oh, and uh, then you go, but if someone shoots you, like that's your last show, right? And I don't think YouTube's yeah. even going to let you have advertising on that. Nope. None whatsoever. Not advertising for you because you're a dumbass. With that being said, let's talk about... No word on if they're banning mime makeup. No, never. Mime is classic. Uh, Let's talk about stitches, which... God dang it. I hate how much (laughs) effort I went through to watch this movie. (laughs) Um, Putting on Netflix is so difficult. Well, I I was playing Battlefield 1, and yeah, it was just this thing, and anyways i watched it i watched it um so this is a movie about a clown named stitches i don't remember his full name i also don't care enough to remember his full name i'm actually gonna look it up i'm stalling right now to find out um are you talking about the actor or the guy who who no his his name is something stitches something I don't know no. if, if that's even listed. Even yeah, I know. Well, I remember on his gravestone it said, "Anyways, Stitches the clown goes to a children's birthday party. The children treat him like shit. They all do something, which later was maybe foreshadowing. But uh, basically, the mom puts a huge ass butcher knife in the dishwasher, leaves the dishwasher open. The kid ties Stitches' shoelaces together." Stitches, they, they make him trip, he falls, he goes face first into the butcher knife, goes through his head, blah, 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 blah. Six years later, all the kids are in high school. You have like a reintroducing of all the characters because they're now older and how they're fucked up now. And then miraculously, they have a party. So you find out that uh, once a clown starts a party, he cannot stop until he finishes the party. So because he never finished the party, he comes back from the dead after some crazy fucking voodoo clown shit um and basically goes to the house where all the kids are back together and starts killing them one by one in the vein of how they fucked with him and there's flashbacks to make you sure to make sure that you know and he also kills a cat and that was kind of the point where i was like this movie is fucking dumb <laughs> the, the cat thing was a little out of hand yeah um because was the cat at the original party i don't think so I think he went after the cat because the cat kept fucking with his nose that's going around searching for people. Like, he takes off his clown nose, and he, he throws it down the ground, and then it goes bouncing around through the house to find the kids that he's looking for. Um, so one thing about this is that there were people that I expected to die in this uh, that didn't. Like, the principal of the school, who was just an outright asshole that looks like a a Fuhrer-type character. Um, there There were just plenty of people that were around at the party that stitches didn't go after his right. his whole mentality was killing the people killing the kids who caused his death in the perverse place uh one thing that you skipped over was he has an egg that has oh, his yeah, yeah. clown yeah. face on it mm-hmm. that at the beginning when he's uh humping some woman in her trailer his trailer i i don't know it was a trailer on the edge i think of that was cliff. my favorite part of the movie 
Of course it was. Sorry. Um, I liked when the horn got in between them and it went. <laughs> right. Um, but while that's going on, she she finds this egg and she looks at it. And he's like, oh, yeah, if you're a clown, you have to have your face put on an egg for some reason. And then when he dies, a whole group of other clowns in a in his crypt, like take the egg with his face and they put it up somewhere. And so the the ending is we have to go find this egg with his face on it. Now I looked at that egg and I looked at some of the other eggs in the crypt. I could not tell you which which one was his. There was no distinction. It's like it was haphazardly drawn by a five year old on there. There's no way to look at it and know that this is the clown egg. But the kid goes through the effort of finding the exact one on the top shelf oh, of, of course this thing that he has to climb shelf. up on uh, to to break it. When you could have just broken all the eggs, like how hard would it be to just slam them on the ground? They're fucking eggs in glass. That was uh, that was a little outside of the realm, and I didn't understand what the what the egg thing represented from clowns anywhere else. On the other hand, that's true. They never really explained that, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. But a lot of the clown stuff in this was very much like clowns and and felt in in line with what that was trying to be uh and it it goes as far as doing balloon animals with somebody's intestines uh using the the air pump to pump up somebody's head which might have been my favorite death yeah but it just it it lasted too long it it definitely went on for a while and and maybe that was also part of it too is that some of them they were just they were so into it but the the girl that he killed upstairs who when he goes and throws her down on the bed she kicks him in the throat which i thought was awesome because it was was just so quick um but then when she gets up to start running away and he throws the umbrella at her and it pokes her eye out at the screen Mm. which is pretty vivid Mm. uh and then she fell down and the umbrella goes through the back of her head comes out the front opens which is yes it's it's silly it's a silly stylized death but it worked in the context of this is a clown he's not a good clown he's not a particularly well performing clown but it's clown like uh when he's chasing them and they're on their bikes and he's chasing them on the little uh tricycle and then they go uphill and he's trying to ride the tricycle uphill and it's just like this thing of like well is he magic can he make this thing go super fast is he just going to keep chasing him so sort of like the leprechaun did uh but no he doesn't he starts to go up the hill and he just realizes i'm fucked in this case and he just stands up and he picks up the tricycle and starts carrying it with him yeah the human this was pretty good and if it was all the film was was like clown kills by an evil clown that would be okay but I like the kids in this. I definitely would have banged a couple of the chicks. <laughs> uh, they're, they're some attractive teenage girls. Weirdo. I, I mean, uh, when you want to put it that way. Not played by teenagers, but still. Um, yeah, there there was... And, and again, like there was a point where one of the girls who was not at the initial party... Uh, Mary is in a room with Richie, I think, and awesome. yeah, and they're they're together and stuff. And and this is a perfect like horror movie trope of well, he's going to kill the both of them because they're together, they're having sex or they're mm-hmm. they're trying to, and then it keeps getting interrupted interrupted by Tom. I liked uh, that. Um, I liked that they were all British too. I it just worked. 
Irish. Just throwing it out there. Oh, they were Irish? They were Irish. Sorry, Daryl. <laughs> uh, I, I liked I liked the way that the kids acted because if I had watched a movie just about these kids hanging out and, and a high school story about the the crush that Tom has on Kate and all the stuff of their of their friends. I like uh I can't remember if it's Bulger or Bulger, who was the 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 gay one who was very catty with uh Sarah, who was the the total bitch character. Yes. Like I loved the portrayals that these guys did of their characters that like we were just talking about the Friday the 13th movie is I felt bad seeing some of these characters die. I didn't. No, Fuck I know. You all. Didn't. <laughs> but there were it. It's it sticks to the code. Now, obviously, this movie has a lot of ode to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the clown is killed and comes back for revenge and is haunting these kids. Although, in this case, it's the kid's fault. It's not the parent's fault. Even though the mom basically, like, hires this clown, brings him in there, knows he's a dick, already has no faith in him, Mm -hmm. then leaves him alone with her children. Shitty parenting. (laughs) Shitty parenting. But... Uh, even the uh, the drugs that Tom is taking to stop the anxiety of of the memories of this clown, he's taking Hypnocell, which is what Nancy takes in the first Night on Mount Street, and I think in Dream Warriors, uh, they were also taking Hypnocell. Yes. So and are, in Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. So they're trying to do a tribute to that in this. I and that. In that regard, I kind of respect it. If you're doing an homage to something, uh, and certainly something as popular and well-known as Nightmare on Elm Street, you have to do something to kind of make it your own. And they do. You know, even though the the Devil Clown thing is not necessarily original, right? I think they do a good job of it. It's not really Devil Clown, though. It's just resurrected clown. Yeah, it's just clown back from the dead to get revenge. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was just not it was it was not a very good story. The kills were all kind of over the top. Towards the end, I was sick of them. I don't really remember the end. I know that they left it open for a sequel, and they they're not going to make a sequel. So, well, the end scene, uh, and this is another scene that I kind of I watched it. I'm like, oh, Matt's going to like this. Um, of course, because one of the other clowns that had been in the group that were you know trying to essentially resurrect stitches in the first place even though it was years before right um he is putting the egg back together Mm -hmm. uh which is like oh of course yeah you you piece the egg back together and he's gonna come back he's getting blown by that weird chick yeah he's as he's doing it a, a woman pops up from from down beneath the view and he's just like shut up and pushes her head back down uh, what was the movie that we watched where something like that happened? Um, was it Deathgasm? Most likely. <laughs> yeah, where where every time I don't know if it's something like over the seas where where that's just like the common thing is like, hey, while we're doing this, I'm obviously I'm getting oral gratification from somebody. I think they're just, I, they're, just more, they're just more they're just more open. All the clowns are depraved in this. Is I guess what we find out. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, they're guys. all. 
uh, devil worshiping assholes. But that was so. Yeah, they he puts the the eggshell back together, and then it completely heals up. And so that is to imply that Stitches is going to return. Which so far he hasn't. Thank God. Uh yeah. This was from I don't 2012. Think, yeah, I don't think they're going to make another one. Yeah, I don't and, think it did very well. I don't know what it was supposed to do, but it was weird because, as I understand it, it was a. It, it, I'm looking it up quick. It took a lot of money to make this happen, and it was brought in. It was a huh. combination of Ireland and Switzerland, I think, uh, uh, combined to do this. I'm not sure, but they're, uh, let's play the guessing game. Guess what their budget was? Uh, two hundred thousand dollars. Two million. I knew something with the two. Guess how much it got at the box office. Uh, forty-seven dollars. I mean, come on. How much did the mom pay stitches at the beginning of the movie? I guess that's what I should pay. I don't it even off know. Of. I don't think they they pointed out, but he said he wouldn't even go in until yeah, no uh, money, no money, no funny. Yep. So are you going to take a real guess here at the box office? This is about uh, the, the, this is the culmination of my joy. Hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Sixty three thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry, stitches. How do you pitch this movie? It 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 got a six hundred thousand pound. I don't know what that symbol is. Uh, grant from the Irish Film Board. Like the, I don't even know. Where the, oh, it's euros. Euros. Okay, yeah. so so something called the Irish Film Board. First of all, gives a grant to make this movie. <laughs> hey, that no, that's a little weird. But yeah, it premiered in Dublin. Uh, I don't think that there was any plans on releasing it in the no. states it's, it's one of those things that just seems like it's made for netflix but as a horror movie that shows up on netflix in your queue of like hey you like horror movies you should check this out you like whores <laughs> i i just i don't think it was bad i think it was stupid yeah but it's an expected stupid it's it's a movie about a killer clown yes Yes, I think that it's as far as those types of movies go. It's one of the more enjoyable ones that I've seen. I liked it a hell of a lot more than I liked Eli Roth's Clown. Oh shit! Yeah, that's not difficult to do though. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I mean, Roth's Clown. Uh, going into it, I gave it less credit than what I came out of it with, which is when they they took him from looking like a clown to looking like more horrific monsters, right. and the fact that he like went and seriously killed kids in it. Uh, I gave props for that, I think, when we did the review of it originally. But yeah. this is a movie that I would watch again because I think the that the other characters are more enjoyable. And I think the clown was honestly funny. Uh, he's played by comedian Ross Noble. Now, I don't know anything about Ross's comedy in general, but in this, he just had that kind of funny, bad attitude, uh, take no shit, but life is going to keep dealing you shit anyways right. kind of life. And... Yeah, him coming back and killing these kids, you kind of understand why. You know, it, it's not that they deserve it because they were children, and I don't think it was their intent to actually murder him, but they were really mean to him, and it led up to his death. So, yeah, I kind of feel like I, I need to kill you little fuckers. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it made sense, and if, if I wanted something... It kind of reminded me a lot of Dead Alive, but I liked Dead Alive's um, delivery a whole lot more. Yeah, Dead Alive is definitely a a much a much more pronounced better. silliness to it. Yes. and it, it is it's a better movie. It's it oh, it's way better. directed by by Peter Jackson. Uh, 
at the height of like he can just do whatever the fuck he wants that that's something different but i think that this shows more of that mentality i think it it is in there with some of the other silly horror movies we watched recently like like frighteners yes i think it works in that kind of level uh, what did you think about the daydream in the class, which I think was also kind of an ode to the first Nightmare on Elm Street, but the payoff is completely different, where he Me. pictures his teacher as a clown, and then Me. his teacher comes over and rips his balls off. off. Of his. Yeah, yeah. It was like if if a lot of the weird shit that they came up with was like. 10 seconds shorter, I would have liked it a lot more. I don't like when things are drawn out just to be drawn out. That makes sense. I, and and listening to that, I can see why your criticisms are there and and I get a little bit more. Yeah. Because I, I laughed little... through most of this. Um, I mean, I laughed too. There was also a lot of a what the fuck's happening. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else we can really say about it. I mean, <laughs> I, I got, I have nothing. I was out of words <laughs> ten minutes ago. Uh, the, the characters are pretty typical, but I liked the portrayal of those typical characters. Like, it's if you're if you're gonna have people that are just like, I fill this role. I'm I'm the asshole friend who's always trying to get laid. I'm the asshole friend who's always trying to get high or playing wingman for my friend so he can get laid. Uh, I'm your your gay friend. I'm the girl next door that you lust after, and then the the two bullies, the bully couple, which I think was actually pretty good, uh, having them be a couple because you could see where they were kids, and then they get older and they stop being friendly with each other and they just yeah. go full scale. Like uh, I know we were friends when we were kids, but now we get to beat the shit out of you every day. Yeah, I, I think that everything that they did with them. Well, not surprising was at least of a, a good quality. Uh, everybody in this is actors were young, pretty good. Yeah, they they did a good job all around. I like the scene where he gets home and his mom has left a note saying that his birthday presents around the corner, mm-hmm. and he brings his bike over there and he's like the same shit bike that he already has. Like she yeah. gets it for him <laughs> again. Day. But then it pays off later on because that's what he uses to help uh, his girlfriend escape with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess she could have rode in the handlebars. I guess he could have rode on the handlebars. She could have rode in his lap. Yeah, she she seemed more together than he was. That's true. You want to rate this? Turd? Yeah, let's rate it. All right. If you're unfamiliar with this, we're going to rate it on three categories from a zero to five scale on rewatchability, story, and scariness. First of all, we're going to do rewatchability. Corey, since we have no guest, I'm, I want you to go first. Uh, I'm going to say that the the reason why I chose this movie in the first place is because uh, my wife was watching it a few weeks ago and I walked through and I didn't know that it was about a murderous clown. I just thought she was watching something about uh, Irish high school kids. And I thought it looked interesting. I was like, oh, and I stopped and I started paying attention a little bit more. And then somebody got got killed and I'm like, oh, well, this is not what I thought it was at all. But it makes sense that you're watching this. Right. I liked it. I would probably watch it again sometime. Not soon, but eventually. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. I almost went four. Uh, I mean, to each his own. We we had that conversation earlier. Um, zero. I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> uh, and that's okay. Yeah. No, it's all right. That's, this is America. Story, zero to five. 
Uh, story is uh, like we said. It's it's a blatant homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's not like it's an original story at all. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two just because I think the execution of the homage is reasonably solid. I'm I'm gonna I agree. I'm going with the two. I was surprised that we had the same number, but two all day. All right. Uh, I keep forgetting that I have to tell you what's next. Scariness <laughs> zero to five. It it was not scary. It was slightly gory, especially in some weird ways, like with ripping the genitalia off of the friend in yes. class. There's that, and 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 it wasn't even like a real scene. It was like this is the guy is having. A waking nightmare essentially about this and this is what his head goes to is that yeah. my teacher just turned into a clown and ripped my friend's dick off in front of me and then my friend has to get up and chase his dick around the room uh, I think that's that's itself is like you need some more therapy than just like we'd accidentally murder somebody when I was a child uh, but not scary I do like that the death scenes were funny so rating off of more humor I'll give it another two uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a zero I mean, it got a two on uh, story, and that's all it's getting out of me. That's fine. That's that's solid. Yeah, yeah. Dude, your your entire existence is based around a solid two. Thank you very much. Um, I got nothing. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot.gncast.com, or you can leave us a message on the website. Uh, we want to hear from you. Tell us what you like about the show. What's your favorite part? What's your least favorite part? Do you think I should be more than a two i think your wife does probably we're we're going into target earlier speaking of and she said something not buying clown masks? no no clown masks and she's like oh, i'm not getting any older i'm like that's for sure and she just kind of looked at me and said you're stuck oh. with me <laughs> anyways <laughs> whereas my wife posts pictures on the internet and my friends are like waiting for me to die there's a line there's like a line behind me and i think most of them have weapons <laughs> I'm in. I'm in that line. Yeah, I know. Oh, right. my wife is very pretty. I, I'm not saying my wife's not pretty. I think my wife is very attractive. I'm just I was giving her shit about getting old. <laughs> Jesus, she always tells me I'm old. She turned thirty. Time waits for no one. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast of Terror. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, any of your favorite podcatchers. You can leave us feedback on whichever one you like. She might kick in the door behind me and stab me, so if you see that, let me know. At least throw a dog at you. Ah, Jesus, she did already. I had to shoo it out while you were talking. Uh, all <laughs> subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe, and you can find us on Facebook under the Galactic Network. Corey, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at donutscomics.com, where I help blog and uh, post some comics that I've written and a lot of other comics that are by my friend Levi Krauss, a very amazing artist. I also wrote a short story this week uh, or published it on my website. If you go to captainsumerity.com, uh, you can find it there. Awesome. You can follow me on the Twitters and the Instagrams at Matt the Lifeguard. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the podcast terror we will talk to you guys next week hey you guys listen to podcast of terror if you like really great podcasts by two great dudes who are possibly homosexual gay for each other uh you should listen to my buddies uh dan and jack they have a podcast called worst episode ever it's so fucking hilarious it's about the simpsons I, Corey, what do you I, think of that one 
I'm really, I thought you could you were going to go that whole time without cursing, but you did right fuck there shit. at the last second. Corey doesn't like it when I curse, so, but, uh, you I, know, fuck shit it's falls. Not, it's ass. not me. I, I, I don't really mind the cursing. I'm just worried about the little children listening in the back seats of their cars. Corey just worries about little children all day long. That's all he does. But anyway, you should listen to Jack and Dad's podcast. Go to wepodcast.com. Dot com. Next week on the podcast of terror. Uh, next week we're going to be joined by our friend Mark Krawcheck. He's coming back. We're going to be talking about Serpent in the Rainbow. Never heard of it. Bill Pullman's in it apparently. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Also, um, the ad I feel like has some sort of justification needed. Uh, that is our friends Jack and Dan. They decided that they were going to record an, an ad for this show talking like um, Corey and I. So fuck those guys because they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get one coming right back at them right in the old shitter so thanks again for listening to the podcast of terror we'll talk to you guys next week stay scary everybody listening to another episode of the podcast of tear you can help galactic netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on patreon by going to patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and pledge as little as dollars a month this has been a galactic network podcast for more go to gncast.com that's gncast.com